This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Red Hot Mariners hosting the Twins at Safeco Field Tuesday, and the M's get right to work in the first. It is two men aboard for Robinson Cano. Two on, nobody out, and a one-two. Off speed, a fly ball, right field and deep. Kepler turns, it's gone. A line drive homer to right field, a one-two count. Three batters in, three-nothing Seattle. Now the one-one, a line drive to right, Kepler to his left. Max won't get it over his head, finds the wall. Cano rounding third, he will score. Cruz will make third RBI double Seeger, four-nothing Seattle. And a pitch. Line drive, left center field, that's not going to be caught, that's going to clear the bases. Zanino in, Dyson in, Heredia being waved in, no throw, double. 8-2 Seattle. And therefore you'd have to bring Castro in. A line drive, base hit left field. Valencia scores, Cano down to second base, Cruz. An RBI single, his 46th of the year. Nobody out first and second. Get high in the air, right field. Kepler back. Goes on the track to the wall. It's gone. The Mariners pummel the Twins 12-3. It's their eighth win in nine games. In that nine-game span, the Gems have scored at 69 runs. After trailing 5-0 after three, it somehow got worse for the Twins, as baseball's best road team certainly did not resemble it on Tuesday, as Minnesota fell in Seattle by a lopsided 12-3 final. Here is twin skipper Paul Molitor sharing his thoughts on the loss. You know, I, I'm, I haven't talked to him post-game yet, but, you know, he came out and he didn't have command early, a couple walks, and then the three-run homer before you could even blink. And, and uh, you know, it seemed like he settled down a little bit after that, but, you know, it, he walked four guys the first three innings and they all scored. And, uh, and that's it just puts you, puts you in a bad spot. I, I thought... You know, we tried to hang in there a little bit. Um, you know, we made their guy work, got him up close to 100 pitches in five innings, but we just couldn't keep it close enough to, to make it a very good ball game after that. And it was a tough one for Randy Rosario as well. I know he still is learning as a young guy, but uh, an outing like this, are you concerned what you saw from him today? Uh, you know, it's you know, it's, it's a young kid who's, um, you know, Still trying to get settled in a little bit. I was hoping the second time out be a little bit more composed. Uh, he got the big strikeout, uh, but when he went back out there, you know, we had a chance to make a play, and the ball scooted in the left field, and then he 0-2, he hits a guy who scored as well. And, um, you know, he just, the inning got away from him after that. Uh, you know, the tendency that you see with a young guy is they, they, they try to throw it harder, and they try to spin it a little faster, and usually it backfires, and that's the case for Randy tonight. Hector had been tinkering with his mechanics over uh, with the home runs that he's been giving up lately. Was there any indication that the tinkering uh, was responsible uh, in the first? You know, I, I think that your sides are meant to try to work on things that you might feel are a little bit flawed to make corrections. Um, I can only compare it to a hitter, and, and when you get in the game, you got to play. Um, you can't be thinking about mechanics and those type of things. And 
if it's a distraction for him right now, and that's part of the reason his command is, um, hasn't been there for him, I, I'm, I'm not sure. But he, he didn't come out. It didn't look like he was throwing particularly hard early. And I, I don't know if, you know, bullpen, I guess, was, you know, not great and not horrible, but he just wasn't able to carry it into the first inning. Yeah, I give him credit for staying in the game because it was a, it was a you know direct hit, but thankfully it got pretty much all calf muscle. I'm sure it's pretty sore right about now. Uh, probably will be have to deal with some soreness for a couple of days, and we'll see how quickly he can respond. And the decision to use uh, Eduardo behind the plate in the eighth inning. Have you just been waiting to try it and see. Uh, I, I thought about the last time Chris Pitts was was all too recent, and. Uh, you know, there might be a day where he has to go back there and, and, and catch someone other than Chris, but, uh, you know, with just a situation there to give him a little experience, you know, I don't, I don't really find it humorous or comical. It's just one of those things that you hope that, uh, you know, somehow it might provide a little benefit if he ever does have to go back there. And to catch, catch Chris probably makes more sense than throwing him in there against Kinsler or somebody. So, um, you know, I, I didn't really want to put Castro in the game for one inning, given the score and where we were at. Does Eduardo have catching gear, or did he have to borrow? Um, he had to borrow. That's why we had to go through a couple of chest protectors to find one that didn't make it look a little silly. And Chris, he's been – somehow he gets guys out. I think it was our cleanest inning, but, I, <laughs> but I'm not sure. The, eighth, the, the, the seventh was pretty good from Buddy as well. The Twins try to bounce back Wednesday behind Edalberto Mejia as he battles Giovanni Gallardo.